what's remarkable about this result today is there is definitely so many areas that Scotland can improve in. Um, and, and, you know, we've got out of a jail in many ways today. Liam, I need one of those fancy headsets that you've got, eh? Mate, I was just going to say to you, please don't make fun of me for it. Um, it is Sam's, and she works from home now, so I just steal her uh, headset. But yeah, for the sports fans who can't see me, I look like a air traffic controller or something similar. Yeah. But, Pete, what a day. What a day. I mean, it really was something else, eh? Something else. The... I mean, cricket in the last six days has just proven that it is the best sport in the world. It is the best sport. Uh, I was really having my doubts about it as a game. And, uh, oh, it's magical, magical. Actually getting quite emotional. I, I genuinely, I don't know why. Mate, so this pod could have gone, looked like it was going to go horribly wrong, didn't it? For... Mm. 75, 70% of the game, we were probably behind, or certainly losing the, losing our grip on the game, because we've started, we've gone off to a flyer, and that partnership again, Dockrow and Camphor, I thought they had, I called it early on to one of my pals, he goes, these two are capable of scoring a big partnership like they did in the T20, and yeah, they did. They put on some put on some big runs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, geez, going back to the start, it was an incredible start um, from Scotland's perspective. I think that's going to be really important. Actually, thinking about it in Zimbabwe, they make these nine a.m. starts. It's obviously winter there in theory, so that's going to swing about, and the pitches. Undoubtedly, from the scoring and what we've seen today, the, these are good pitches. Um, so you've really got to get that advantage of winning the toss and bowling first and getting the ball moving around because otherwise it is pretty flat. Scotland took full advantage of it. Really interesting with Brandon McMullen. Uh, he, he, you know, he, he's. I, I mean, he's obviously a batsman who bowls, in my opinion, and I think in all our opinions because he's probably bowling maybe seventy miles an hour, swinging it. Reminds me of a clubby, you know, and uh, but he was, you know, a, a wonderful catch from Mark Watt, where you know, great LBW, you know, um, he really had control of the ball. Um, Munzi took a wonderful catch, Matt Cross standing up. Um, but you, you're absolutely right, Camphor and Dockrell were our nemesis uh, last year in the T20, they're wonderful players. Uh, I mean, Dockrell's incredibly experienced, it's amazing to think he's only 30. Um, and and Camphor has been the foil of, of of England in the past. So I mean, it, it really doesn't surprise me. But I think you know, I don't know how you feel about this, Liam. But what's remarkable about this result today is there is definitely so many areas that Scotland can improve in. Um, and and you know, we've got out of a jail in many ways today. Um, and I'm sure we'll come on to it in a bit. But uh, that middle period was really interesting. We didn't. 
it struck me. I think we were scared about Camfer and Doncroft. We were like, there was that fear factor of what had happened in the T20. I think we went quite defensive quite early with our fields. We almost tried to buy a wicket rather than get a wicket, I felt. You know, we're chucking it up with a bit of Grievo and things like that. There, uh, there was almost a process that had been decided if this happened rather than a, do you know what? Let's get McMullen back on. I know he was poorly. I've read that since, um, but that that was that was certainly an option. Yeah, of course we dropped catches, and I didn't think we fielded particularly well in general. Um, but yeah, that phase is something we can certainly work on. But yeah, I mean, it, 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 you're absolutely right when you say seventy five percent. I felt that really from from the moment that they got to about one hundred and fifty uh, for five, uh, the, the game was slipping away. Um, that's how I would put it. Yeah, yep. Um, definitely agree. I could see it. I could just see it coming with a ball. I was like, you know, we, to get McBride, Sterling and Tector that early, uh, sorry, Balburnie, Sterling and Tector that early, that is, for Ireland, that is the big, a big three to get. Um, and then we just slowly let them back into the game, slowly let them back into the game. And like you said, there was just no... Killer instinct to get on top of them and to maybe take more risks in order to break that partnership earlier, maybe. But it's all hindsight. It's all hindsight. But Pete, I'm going to I'm going to ask you to, at the start, any surprises from the eleven selected? No, not 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 massively. In truth, when I look at the fifteen players they've got in the squad, um, I think that the only argument is whether you played. Um, Macintosh over Jarvis for me really in that side um, uh, but then there's actually a lot of bowling I, I actually thought McBride bowled pretty well for us today actually um, and McMullen and if, if it's difficult because you've got to name your team before you before you do the toss because I think that you know our, our, our 70 mile an hour seamer is going to do a good job second innings maybe I don't know um, because Jarvis has probably got a bit more, bit more pace about him, but but uh, I think it's I think the the one thing that I I can't help but think every time with that squad is all of our batsmen are going to have to we we have no alternative with that top six seven I know McIntosh came in at six, uh, but we 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 that they are going to have to play every game uh, regardless of form because there is really nobody sitting out. Who's an out and out batsman? You've got an all rounder, a spinner, and two seamers. So, yeah, I don't know. Did you have any any surprises? Your any? What did you think, Liam? Uh, it didn't surprise me that McIntosh played, um, and I actually thought he looked he looked like he was in relatively decent order when he was out there. Mm -hmm. um, he scored easily enough. Um, I think. Le <laughs> It's funny with Leesky, Leesky batting at seven and he just did what he did. Mm. Part of me says, you know, why is he not batting at four or, you know, a little bit higher? But then maybe that's a strong suit. Maybe that's where he should be. And if he was at four, then he wouldn't he wouldn't have played the same innings and played the yeah. same way. But mm -hmm. um no, I was. I, I think, like, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think you could change the order of the top six or seven or eight. Actually, we could even mm -hmm. wait um, to suit and batting second. 
Uh, sorry, back in first, that might have been a different order today. Um, but yeah, there's not really much you can shake up batting wise in there. Um, no. And especially when Tom went, when Tom played the second warm up game, I think that gave us a little indicator that he would start in yeah. the um, the first qualifier. Um, it's funny. Yeah, I think it's funny. We, we disagreed agreeably, I suppose, about the location of where Michael East should be. And I know our our, our third. Uh, part of this pod who's not here tonight is a big advocate of chucking Leesky a bit higher up the order, but I like him closing out, and I know we'll come on to speaking about that wonderful innings. Um, but uh, I like him there. I like him at, at seven. Um, it's almost a bit of a you're not you know you're not out of it with him there. If that makes sense, yeah. Maybe. I know we've kind of spoke about the Doc Crow and Camphor uh, innings, but that was one thing that. Um, Hoggy wanted to speak about was the, the knock of Camphor and how he went about it. Um, he said it reminded him of a of a Preston Moms and knock, um, just kind of in control, never really looked flustered, took his time to get going and kind of timed it beautifully, really. Um, looks, yeah. a, looks a proper player and he's kind of fallen out of sorts as well with Ireland. I don't know what's gone on there. I don't know if there was some kind of issues between him and the, him and Ireland or if he went through yeah. a lean spell and didn't play, but God, whenever he plays against Scotland, he seems to do pretty well. Absolutely. And, you know, that's that's it. I was surprised he didn't play in the last game and uh, he, he's got a test entry for Ireland, um, as they kept mentioning on the TV feed. <laughs> um, and he's, I recall going back to the COVID year when he first came through in 2020, I think he was a big put in some good performances against England. I know that was three years ago. Um, but um, yeah, and he's young. He's 24 years of age. Uh, he, he's obviously fancies, he fancies it against Scotland. He batted very well. We did uh, miss it. I was, I think it was him or was it Doppel um, McBride, uh, Mr. Corton Bold, ooh, uh, which probably should have been taken. I know Soul dropped a couple of catches. I think they were McBride, though, not not um, not either of those two. Um, so yeah, that's a bit frustrating. Um, but yeah, I think um, he batted very well. And and Dockrell, I, 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 Doc, this is what I love about associate cricket in many ways. Dockrell obviously was a seventeen-year-old, was a great spin bowler, um, and he's he, you know he lost it a little bit with that with from that perspective. Although he's 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 regained. His confidence a bit with the ball, um, but he went and, and turned himself into a batsman. And uh, I think that's something you can almost do at associate level in the same way that Callum McLeod has done or did. Um, is is if you're being supported and there's a bit of space and not the same kind of volume of games, there's that ability uh, within the system to be able to reshape and re, re yourself into and re reimagine yourself. Because if you love cricket and you you know, and you, you, you've got that support, you can probably do it, you know. Pierre, you touched on it there, mate. The uh, comms, obviously it was uh, Sky Sports, ICC comms. Mm -hmm. um, Niall O'Brien, appropriate initials? <laughs> I mean, I know you boys um, feel that those are... Those, those, uh, uh, appropriate initials. <laughs> I, I I think um, 
I like his enthusiasm. I, I really do. I think it's it, you can tell when he's getting excited about Scotland getting early against against his own home nation that he's saying it through gritted teeth. Am I right in thinking? Is it him or his brother who is the agent, or is it a, 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 an agent of these? Because uh, he's one of them is an agent of a lot of our players. I think I want to say. Yeah, so, I think that, that is ringing bells. I, if I was going to guess, I'd say I say I think it maybe is Niall O'Brien. It's the agent of two. He certainly, he certainly got got his media training anyway. Um, and yeah. I suppose some of it. I suppose some of it is, is just kind of like winding up. Um, who who is co-commentator was often Preston or or a little yeah. bit of kind of like I don't know, just a little bit of out of the box commentary to try and maybe make a name for himself potentially. But yeah, I could I could understand why he's got a bit of a reputation on the county scene uh, down the do road. You, do you know the thing about it is though that he is he he I know when he played for Ireland they were they have they they were becoming a test playing nation. But he does have knowledge. He is well-read when it comes to associate players. And look, we had um, one of the other commentators was, was referring to McMullen as McCullum a few times, which, again, yes. you know, I, it's that sort of shoddiness that annoys me. And I do think that these commentators are quite quite well-researched and, and you know, um, and, and, and he's one of them. So, yeah, I can understand he's a bit of a wind-up merchant and, you know, Preston's incredibly smooth and I think he is a, a good commentator. Um, you know, he made, uh, I know he made reference to the fact that um, Macintosh had played at the Grange from a very young age. He highlighted the fact he was at Merkiston Castle School, all these sort of things. That sort of knowledge is really, really nice to see. So um, I, I can't complain too much about the broadcast. The only thing that does frustrate me is that the fact that they're only having DRS or whatever until uh, 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 at the Super 6 stage, because I thought Crossy was maybe a little bit unlucky with his ww today um if we move <coughs> on to the batting of Scotland. yeah he maybe was unlucky with that one but he probably was gone in the first over when he uh the, the left arm or a little didn't he bring one back into him that looked looked pretty close maybe maybe yeah that's a fair point fair point yeah but yeah commentary yeah i did notice it, it was a few a few times um some of the other commentators were just talking about the completely wrong player I think um, um, little it was Little's over that Leesky got hold of, managed to get out, get my way, and then the commentator throughout the recap of that over was calling him a dare, a dare, a dare, a dare. I'm thinking, come on, yeah. like he's just you're watching it. It says it on the back of his shirt, but yeah, yeah, yeah there was um, there was that. But um, just a little point to add from our, our co-host, he's, he was questioning. Um, whether Preston's got the correct size polo shirt on, he might he might have be uh, might have got that one a little bit skin tight, showing off his physique. Uh, Do you think Preston's listening to Halfway at Middle whilst he's sipping on a nice glass of uh, South African wine this evening? An avid fan, Pierre. I'm sure it's the first thing he looks for every morning. Um, Absolutely. But Absolutely. yeah, bowling wise, Pete. Uh, obviously, you've touched on McBride, who, who I think. Did, did pretty well, did pretty well. And then Watty, straight off the plane, more or less, when you arrived a couple of days ago, a day ago, and then brings you one for 50 off 10 um, in the middle overs. Looked pretty, looked pretty yeah. good, didn't he? I thought Mark bowled superbly. He's a talisman of Scottish cricket. Um, 
we know he listens uh so uh you know but so i don't want to you know uh wax lyrical but no he thought he bowled really really well and um you, you know i uh, yeah held it together and 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 you can really tell that even though he's a spin option he can even bowl in the, those last 10 overs as well and um and keep things relatively tight i suppose I don't think Safian had a great day with the ball personally. I thought he was, you know, he bowled in general. We bowled too many wides. That 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 was disappointing. And again, that's another area where the, where where we can uh, work on. Um, I thought that obviously McMullen bowled well. I know a lot of the calls, you know, particularly if Scotland had lost, would have been why did McMullen not bowl his full set? I think it transpires he's been quite poorly. So that was why he didn't bowl his full set. He bowled obviously superbly, superbly. Uh, I thought Chris Sowell actually bowled very well, even though he went for a few at the end. I don't know how, what you thought about that, Liam. Yeah, yeah, much, much the same. Peter wouldn't, wouldn't disagree with any of that. Yeah, that does. If McMullen was struggling, then that does explain why he's not bowled his full ten. Like he can, it's inexcusable to bowl five for thirty-four and not complete your ten. In mm -hmm. my, in my eyes, unless yeah. there's good excuse, and if if that is the reason, then that's that, that's fine. That's fine. Um, Soli looked good, looked good, I think, and bowled with real pace, real intensity. Um, was getting it through on a pretty flat deck as well, um, yeah. and causing causing good batsman problems, which is which is what he needs to do. Just have to manage him. Just have to manage him and watch watch his load. Um, and yeah, Safi's had not a great day with the ball, um, but. I'm sure he'll come good. I'm sure he'll come good. He's a skillful bowler. He'll, he'll come good. Oh, absolutely. I'm. You know, I think the thing is, is that when you're when you're the sort of bowler who's going to bowl five overs at the back end of an innings or four overs at the back end of the innings, the margins there are so fine. You know, he's trying to bowl these kind of quite wide full balls uh, on the crease line, isn't he? And on on you know almost on the on the wide line, um, and the margin for is very small there. So, yeah. Um, I can understand the value in chucking in Grivo and 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 Liesky for a few overs. Uh, just personally, didn't think it was the right option then at that time. But I think you know Chris Greaves is a bit of a golden arm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it did feel two eighty, even though it was probably a part of like it did feel like the momentum had really you know uh, was very much with Ireland. I thought. Yeah, at halfway, I didn't hold out much hope. It just. It just kind of reeked of the um, West Indies game and the warm-up where we started really well and we had them on the back foot. They recovered, set a pretty decent total, about 280 off the top of my head, maybe 265 or something. And then mm -hmm. we fell well short. And I thought, that's just what's going to happen. Crossy's gone in and obviously fallen victim to LBW pretty much straight off. And then you've got two relatively inexperienced batsman batting at the top and McBride and McMullen. Um, and it wasn't it great to see them just, they just looked so comfortable, so comfortable at the crease yeah. against against some genuine pace in uh, Josh Little, who's, you know, an IPL uh, bowler who's going to bowl, what, high 80s. Um, and McBride in particular, I thought, looked like he was finding the boundary with ease. And yeah. Did not look out of place because I'll, I'll be honest, didn't fancy him up the top. 
and from what's kind of been going from his club for him uh, down in Dumfries. He's not really pulling up any trees just now, so fair play to that man. He looked looked like he could have gone on and got a big score today. Absolutely, and I think, you know, in our episode earlier this week, last week, um, I, we, you know, I was, I'm, I think, you know, there's, there's still a long way to go in this tournament. But it is really promising when a 23-year-old is coming in at the top and getting 50 against Ireland. And I think, it, for me, moments like that are pretty watershed moments for Scottish cricket. When you've got McMullen, 23 years of age, getting a fifer, and he's, you know, he's more than capable with the bat. You've got McBride, 50, also getting wickets. This is what these this void of, of McLeod and Kutzer is 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 hopefully going to be filled by these two guys in, in truth, and they're young. And you know, you kind of look at the careers of Kyle and Callum with real ro- not with rose tinted glasses, but you forget that there was a time when they were twenty three coming into a side that had been probably quite established, and we were like, oh my god, I'm not quite sure about them. That's perhaps a bit different because both of them actually came through very young and were county players. But, you know, I, I think I, I, I'm Michael Leask was never pulling up trees as an age group cricketer, and now he's a, a massively established player. And, and you thought, oh, my goodness me, he'll never he'll never make it. And, of course, he really has. Um, so um, it's I think it's a real watershed moment, in truth. And th- those boys will take so much confidence, I'm sure, from it. It's not that we can expect them to go and get 50s and 5s every week, but... They um, are really, you know, it's it's the fact they can do it against Josh Little, the fact they can do it against Paul Sterling. Oh, fabulous. Really good. Yep, yep. I thought in particular, <clears throat> I followed um, McBride this winter. He's actually had a season out in, um, which, let me get this right. It's Redlands is the cricket club. I think it's Brisbane is the, is the area of the city. I'm pretty sure. I think it's Brisbane. Anyway, um, and that that side, that side that he plays in has guys like Sam Heaslett, um, Marnus Labuschagne, um, who else is in there? Um, the guy Milenko. Like basically, a team full of big bash cricketers plays in that team. So mm-hmm. if you're playing in that team, you got to be thought of pretty pretty highly. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't think they suffer fools. I don't think they pick you off of the back of, oh, this guy plays for Scotland. So he would have had to earn his stripes out there. Um, and I thought in particular today, on the short ball, he just looked like he had so much time on the short ball, mm-hmm. um, which is hopefully, could be wrong, but looks like he's probably picked that up from from a winter in Australia playing playing some pretty tough cricket on some pretty fast wickets. But, yeah, I just I was well impressed with that knock, and I saw every ball... Um, and he, to be fair, he got undone with with not a bad bit of cricket from Camford. Again, he kind of pushed him back and then managed mm-hmm. to bowl the full straight one that, that just sneaked through his defences and got him in front of all three. Yeah. But um, what you're saying about the age thing as well, Pete, you know, and you've got McMullen, McBride at 23, McIntosh at 19, you know, Watty obviously still still early in his career as well. You know, the, the, there is, there is like you say, the next generation, Jack Jarvis is there, who's looking good and, and as well and pushing pushing for a starting place. So it's not uh, all bad news at, uh, in, cricket, in cricket in Scotland, is it? it? It's not. It's really not. No, you're, you're, you're right. Um, 
and um and yeah i think um you know it's tournaments like this that will if if you if you get a performance in a tournament like this i'm absolutely sure that you can harbor that and know that you're capable it's it's you know you, you, the the it's all well and good being a great club player and we know it, yeah McBride's maybe not had the best club season or whatever but if you get a 50 against Ireland in a World Cup qualifier you can always lean on that and I'm not saying rest on that you can go well I've done that I can do that I'm 23 years of age I'm going to do that 10 20 more times uh, in the next 10 years and get bigger scores from there so so yeah I, I mean it, that was a it was a really good knock obviously um, you know our more established middle order um, in Munsey, Barrington, didn't have quite such a good day with the bat. I suppose um, it's funny. I don't know. I don't know. What did you think about 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 uh, Munsey in particular? Yeah, just I don't know if it's it's not. Is it a conscious decision for him to change tact or change styles, or is it just that he's batting in that particular? part of the game now where, where there's boundary runners out that's probably got you know four or five out and his boundary options are limited whereas up the top he probably had more well he didn't probably he definitely did have free reign almost or more license to go for these types of shots and you know he has gone through a bit of a sticky patch I checked his one day average he's he's played 50 times 49 innings and his average is 39 or high yeah. 38s do you know what I mean so he's there aren't many Scottish cricketers that will get get you stats anywhere near that. In fact, I was looking at Crossy, who's had 77, and his average is down at 23. So it just kind of shows you comparative terms where Munsey's at. Um, and I think I think he'll come good. I think he'll come good. I think he's just kind of learn learning. He's not learning to bat at four, but he's probably adapting his game as, as to what he sees as about going about his business now, I think I think he's one of these players that you could you'll get a score out of in this tournament. I'm I'm pretty confident of. But yeah, I was yeah. He just I was about up. to say the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I was about. Yeah, I think he'll definitely get. He'll he's he's such a big time player that he is capable of of getting a big score to win us a game at some point in this tournament. Yeah, yep. And Richie as well. Richie's having a bit of a time of it as well, but. I think he is that kind of player that you need in your side, that little bit more experience and who could hopefully hold. That's what we hoped for today. Anyway, Pete, when he went in, was that he was going to hold this innings together and and play the anchor role. But when he and, and Tom McIntosh got out close together, I thought it was curtains. I thought that was us. Oh, I thought I, we were I, ab- absolutely. I think the thing about Richie Barrington is, yeah, obviously, I'm just looking at his last... Uh, 10 scores for Scotland. It's not pretty. And obviously that's coincided with him taking over the captaincy. Um, and I can't help it. I'll be honest, there was a bit of me today, particularly when he was probably out thinking, you know, maybe maybe he's not the right captain for, for, for this country. Maybe it's affecting his play. Um, and actually the way he got out, I felt was just very uncertain. Inside edge onto leg, onto stumps. Felt his captaincy at times is, you know, certainly in the field was a little bit too defensive too quickly. Look, 
I think the thing is, is though he is, you know, undoubtedly one of our finest players. And I hope, I'm sure that good coaching and support around him, and this is an incredibly tight-knit group, um, they will be able to al allow to free Richie up a little bit and, and, and get him feeling a bit more positive. Maybe it's when he goes out to bat. It's about him, him maybe reminding himself of the fact he's put in some colossal innings for this country and, and not worrying too much about his role as a leader, but more his role as a batsman. Just go out and bat. When you're captaining, be positive. I'm not saying, you know, be stupid, but be positive. And I'm sure that was something that they'll be able to install into him and instill into him. And the fact that we've got a result like this today um, will allow him to breathe and not feel that tightness around the next few games. And I'm sure that will loosen him up um, as well. Um, and, you know, uh, he, he, I'm sure he, he's, he's a very capable cricketer and undoubtedly a role model, an exceptional fielder. So, yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure he'll come good. Yeah. So it brings us on to the man of the moment, um, someone that we both know pretty well. Um, yeah. He's come in at one... So he would have come in on Richie going out, so at one one seven for five. So at that point, he's still needing 160 runs and 24.5 overs. The, um, I'd say out of the whole squad, the, probably the only bloke that could play this type of innings... Um, to get you 91 runs and 61 balls, nine fours, four sixes, strike rate of 149. An absolute bonkers innings, to be fair. Um, I would say it's got to be in the top three innings of my time, Pete, as a Scottish, a Scottish cricketer. Um, yeah. You can't argue with that, can you? No, I, I actually think in terms of importance... It, it's the most important innings ever played by somebody for Scotland. And I'm full of hyperbole, but it's the most important innings because for me, I, you know, I, we said this in the podcast the other day, and I've always believed this in other, you know, when we've spoken about this in the past, we are very evenly matched with Ireland. Ireland are a full member nation. We are not. If Michael Lees gets out for 10, 20 today, and we scrape to 150, 160, and we lose by well over 100 runs, then it's undoubtedly clear that we're maybe, you know, that even though on paper we think we're as good as Ireland, we're not. And the ICC and everything else that goes with it is justified in feeling that Scotland are on the way down or way out. There is so much going on with cricket, as we know, in Scotland right now. And these guys are facing the brunt of that because... You know, they, they, we've talked a lot about their pay and about, you know, how, how on earth they can be professional cricketers given the kind of uh, restrictions and lack of games, lack of opportunity, etc. That innings today, to do what he did, you know, particularly with with Mark Watt, seven down, you know, with Safian, eight down, the importance is so big. I'm not saying it means that we're going to go and qualify for the World Cup, but what, regardless of what comes out of this tournament, we are very much on a level with Ireland. We are very much on, on in that category of team still. Um, and, and that all comes down to that innings. Um, and, and, and I think it's starting to show that, you know, Scottish football is getting better. Scottish rugby is getting better. They're creating a mentality of, of never giving up, of always having an ability to win. And, and people like Michael Lee, Smart, what are proving that cricket's not falling on the wayside in that regard. So, 
thought was an incredibly important innings. Yeah, it's not like McLeod's 150 against Afghanistan or 150 against England, but it's 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 so important as an innings in a major tournament. Yeah, yeah, nail on the head, Pete, nail on the head. Um, for anyone who knows Liski or has played with Liski, there are some days where he goes into he goes into this zone, and it's I've seen it I've seen it firsthand, and he just I don't know if tunnel vision is the word, but he just gets into this zone where his confidence is just so high that he can take on anything that's put there, and he just mm-hmm. goes into these um these the strength of mind basically where he just shuts out everything. Like I guarantee he would he will not have thought or he will not have taken on board one thing that what he said to him in between overs um, when he was out there because he's just so in the game and you can see his mannerisms and he had a little bit of swagger and um, he's busy, he's busy, he's always busy at the crease, he's always moving, he's busy. Um, but yeah, like just so proud of those those two in particular, Watty and Liski out there, um, giving, yeah. it, giving it everything that get, got us back in the game Big time, even all the way up to the last ball, Pete. I was thinking, like, we're still going to lose this, we're still going to lose this, oh. as always seems to happen in these like crunch moments. But that was such a like, such a monster win today, like, it's such a brilliant, um, um brilliant display in a way. Because, like you say, there's so many things that we could do better, but um. You know what, what? I think my mate said to me at one point: Scotland were, or Ireland were one to a hundred on the betting. So it just shows you like what a swing it was for Scotland to get back in that game. Um, right. And I don't know if uh, Leesky does listen to the pod, um, but when I see him, I'll be sure to remind him what um, what brilliant innings that was. It, it, um, it really was. And the thing is, he was fighting a bit with himself at the beginning of the innings. It wasn't like he was just straight in and clean hitting like he's been maybe against, I think it was New Zealand in the T20 World Cup, um, or if you go way back to when he was clean hitting at Manafield against England, I thought he was fighting a little bit with his, with, with you know, to, to, clear the, to, to clear the boundary. In fact, it was actually very important that Mark Watt, I think, actually came in and, and really kept, get, was going at a runner ball practically from the outset with his innings, Whereas I think Liski was, but he he wasn't getting those bombs away that he did right towards the end, and obviously that win that big over off of Little, um, because if you look when Safian's out, oh sorry, when Watty's out, two, three, four for eight, there's still fifty five runs needed, and Safian's only got six of them, so it's really Liski's acceleration and realizing that that responsibility is now all on you now, and he's gone and delivered it, and. Um, I'm not saying that Liski is going to go and get 90 off 60 every single game in this tournament, but uh, but that maturity that uh, to to to, uh, to just then almost step up and and oh now I've found it now I'm there now I'm now I'm able to sit back in my crease and pop a little over here and over here and 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 that that for me it was almost like he, he was fighting it before, but then he just kind of almost found a spot where it was like actually I can do this I can just go back in my crease or I can play this shot shots that he hadn't necessarily played in the earlier part of his innings yeah yeah he got into that flow and do you know what I think he would have won this game comfortably if he hadn't slipped you know when he was going for a two and he slipped 
because at that yeah. moment he he had yeah. all the strike and he was yeah he was picking he was picking wherever he wanted to put the ball he, and it was going there and he he cut I think he cut a dare for four mm-hmm. that brought it down to someone like seventeen or something like that and then he's knocked a dare into the leg side and it's a comfortable two um, I think the fielder he almost bobbled it as well but. Leesky slipped, and I thought, "Oh no, this is this like that is a massive moment, and it would have been so like Scotland to lose from that point out." However, we didn't, and we won. But it is only one win, Pete, and we're going to have mm-hmm. to win at least another game, maybe two, to qualify. So next up is UAE. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, quickly notice as well, Watty. One thing Watty was doing that I haven't really seen him do as much was use his feet. God, he mm-hmm. used his feet to everyone uh, today, and opened up the offside really well. So don't know if that's uh, something he's been working on, but obviously it led to him being stumped, but still, like you say, scored 40-odd off 40 balls. Um, so, yeah, fair, fair play to Watty. But, yes, next up, Pierre, the UAE. Yeah. I think, do you know what? this this These games uh, land really well. The UAE are off the back of two defeats. So there, we morale will be low, will be high, but they are an awkward side for us. They've beaten us in the past. The great thing is, I think we're then due to play Oman, and Oman will have just played Sri Lanka or, or Ireland. I think it's Sri Lanka. So it means again, the odd we kind of want to see Sri Lanka. I think keep winning, and ideally we keep winning because then we'll keep playing sides off the back when when they're when they're struggling a little bit, if that makes sense, or when they've just come up a defeat. So I. I, I the good thing is we've got a decent record against Oman, um, who are obviously flying. Um, but but UAE next. It's important that we don't we we learn from our mistakes. The running between the wickets needs to be probably better. We need to avoid the the, the as many wides. Don't let things don't don't take your foot off the neck or off the throat of the opposition if you're on top. Um, and ideally, try and win the toss and bowl first. I think you know um, those things are important. In between that, if we see some runs from the middle order, that would be great. There'll probably be some sort of rotation, I'm sure, with the bowling. Um, yeah, but that, I th- I'm, I'm quite excited about it now, to be honest with you. Yes, um, mate. Yeah. So you're right. It's Sri Lanka, Oman, the same day as we play UAE. So we'll hopefully be playing uh, Oman off the back of a defeat to Sri Lanka. But yeah, UAE first. And yeah. Hopes are high, mate. This has been a, an enjoyable pod, mate, which is which I was dreading recording for, like I say, a good 70% of that match. But, um, yeah, it's great to talk in such positive light about them, isn't it? And actually, and actually back the lads and let them know um, how proud everyone is at home. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it's... It... We're all very proud. I know we always almost sound like big cheerleaders of, of the team, but uh, they're a great set of guys. Um, I'm sure there'll be bumps in the road. We're not going to go there and win every game. I'd love it if we did, and you never know. But uh, but there will be probably moments on these, this pod where we have to go, oh, crap. But anyway, fingers crossed. Yes, Pete. On to UAE. Yes, on to the UAE. Come on, Scotland. <laughs>